the New York Stock Exchange not running, a crash on the Wall Street Journal website, United Airlines grounded, Greece, China, San Diego Comic-Con, big deal. It's New Comics Wednesday. It's on Sunday! That's right, it is New Comics Wednesday. It is Wednesday, July 8th. And I'm looking at the list, and the first thing that sticks out for me is from DC Comics. It's Aquaman Sub Diego, the trade paperback, because I didn't pre-order this back when it was solicited. It probably was 50% off, but you know, I split my comic purchases between DCBS and my local comic book store, South Philly Comics, and I have a limit of how much I want to spend, and I go through previews, and I just write everything down, and I put everything in my cart on the DCBS uh, website, and then what happens inevitably is I start deleting some things, trying to get it down to how much I want to spend for that month, and I'm pretty sure this trade was on the chopping block and it most likely was 50% off back at that point and now it's on in-stock trades for 42% off which is still pretty good it's hard for me to buy a trade at cover price it really is um so this is now released it is the Aquaman run from around the time of all the events leading up to Infinite Crisis so we're talking 2003-2004 this is the volume that started with Rick Veach. It's the Aquaman that has the magical water hand, um, if that means anything to anyone. Um, this trade collects the entirety of writer Will Pfeiffer's run. Uh, they're calling it Sub Diego. It was also a story called American Title. And this is it. He did just these eight issues. And the artwork is by Patrick Gleason, who would go on to draw other issues of Aquaman's Aquaman after this, um, just, you know, for another, like, six issues or so. Now, he's from Patrick Gleason. You might know him from Green Lantern Corps Recharge, the miniseries that kicked off their ongoing, the ongoing that would lead up to Blackest Night and all that. And then he was very popular on the Batman and Robin New 52 book. Uh, so it is a great story, Sub Diego. It's a great story, parts of San Diego, if you can reference from the title, and it's kind of apropos right now with what's going on, you know, with San Diego Comic-Con. Parts of San Diego fall into the water, and there's a mystery behind it, and some of the citizens, if not all of them, can breathe underwater, and Aquaman has to figure out what's going on. Um, this is the storyline that gave us a new Aqua Girl by the name of Lorena Marquez, and she would go on to show up in Teen Titans by Jeff Johns, or, well, by that time, I don't think it was Jeff Johns anymore. But, um, so she stuck around, you know, this is all pre-Flashpoint. Um, the covers, at least the first six or seven of them, were by Alan Davis. Now, I remember at the time I saw this issue on the rack, I think I was living in New York at the time, and... I didn't pick it up, but I heard some buzz about it, and when it when it came time for me to finally get interested enough to pick it up, I went back to Midtown Comics, I used to go to the Times Square store, uh, and I saw it up on the rack, and they had already priced it up. It probably wasn't out this first issue, issue 15, maybe a few months, and it was already jacked up, because um, price-wise, I mean, because it was just getting that much buzz and that much attention. It is an interesting story. It doesn't, I'm not saying it relates a lot to what's going on with Aquaman now, obviously, because this is over 10 years ago, but it was a good story for the time. And, um, 
I think the Aquaman book was floundering a little bit, no pun intended, and Rick Veach's run didn't exactly bring readers to the book, but this storyline did. Now, this volume only lasted to maybe the late 30s, I think, and I doubt they would trade much of this volume, but if you're going to read anything from it, if you're an Aquaman fan, this is the trade to get. Next up from IDW, we have Star Trek Green Lantern Spectrum War number one of a six-issue miniseries, I believe. Every now and then, IDW, you know, they put out a miniseries that I just can't ignore, and I have to pick it up, and, and this is one of them. It's a story by Mike Johnson, who is one of the co-writers on a book from Dark Horse called Eight that wrapped up with uh, Raphael Albuquerque. And I love Raphael's artwork, so I had to get that. And Mike Johnson also did a run on Supergirl recently, and he's, he does a bunch of stuff for IDW. The artist, the creative team after him, is art by Angel Hernandez, who does some stuff for Infinite Crisis Fight for the Multiverse. He's done some Arrow comics, I believe the TV show Arrow comics. Um, he's worked with Amigo Comics. He's an artist from Spain. And colors by Alejandro Sanchez, who's also from Spain. Um, and then covers by Gabriel Rodriguez, who's from Chile, and letters by Neil Uitaki. Uh Really great team right there, creative team. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to support that creative team. And it, I just had to get it. Star Trek and Green Lantern, I had to get it. Now, I got the Francesco Francavilla cover. It's very simple. It's just the Green Lantern emblem with the Enterprise shooting past it. Very simple. Um, Paul Pope is doing a cover later on that I ordered. Uh, so I don't know how the story is going to be, you know, but just the idea of it is kind of fun. I like when they mix up things like this, um, mix up different franchises. So I definitely had to pre order that. So that'll be coming in my DCBS shipment. From Self Made Hero, there's a book called King in Yellow, it's a graphic novel. Um, the artist, the writer and the artist is, uh, I-N-J or Inge Colbert, and this is the book, uh, King in Yellow, very influential, uh, book of short stories by Robert W. Chambers, published in, uh, 1895. So it's based on a fictional play, uh, that kind of runs through all the stories, and if you read it, you know, you sort of get matter. There's a lot of supernatural elements. And it's the book, uh, you know, The King in Yellow, it pops up in the first season of True Detective on HBO, which I was obsessed with when that was coming out, or after it had come out. So this is kind of a take on that story by uh, Colbert, and it's from uh, Self-Made Hero. It's 144 pages, uh, 1995, and he's basically just bringing the story to life. And, uh, I don't know much more beyond that. Uh, has a really cool cover, and if that's something you're interested, in, I thought it would be kind of cool to give it a little shout out because you may not know that um, this was this book was released. And if you have any interest in it, you know there you go. You can pick that one up. A couple other collections we have from Top Shelf: The Bacchus Omnibus by Eddie Campbell for $39.99, collecting uh, all of the Bacchus stories in uh, f a 560-page softcover graphic novel. 
And uh, reading here, actually, it collects the first half of the Bacchus saga. And I read one volume, like probably the earliest volume of this, and I'm a big Greek uh, mythology fan, and I, honestly, I can't tell you much about it because it's been a while since I read that. Um, I just know that it was uh, it's a work that people talk about, and here is a collection that if it has any interest for you, you can check it out. Uh, I'll include some links in the show notes on the website so that you can take a look to see if this is something you would want to get. But Eddie Campbell, artist of Alan Moore's From Hell, um, and also Alec the Years Have Pants and other uh, important works. It's uh, a creator that doesn't do much, uh, but when he does, it really kind of commands your attention. So there you go. Um, from Image Comics, we have East of West, The Apocalypse, Year One hardcover, collecting the first 15 issues of East of West by Jonathan Hickman and Nick Dragota. Uh, Nick was the artist on Joe Casey's Venge- Vengeance miniseries from Marvel. He's, in his early days, he did a lot of col- colorist work. Um, he worked with Hickman on the FF, the Future Foundation series. And this is another one that I saw that first issue sitting on the shelf. I knew I was. I knew I had to pick it up, and I didn't. And suddenly, it was really hard to get that first issue again. And so I just sort of forgot about. Not forgot about it, but I just let it go, and, to, and said, you know, I'll just read a collection of it, um, especially because it was late for a while and has an, an erratic schedule. But this is a pretty good collection. It's a little pricey, fifty dollars. But if you like hardcovers, I would collect it. It's a great story, from what I hear. A lot gets a lot of good reviews. It kind of flies under the radar here and there, but. When it is reviewed, it's talked uh, well about. Outside of that, uh, Dark Horse released a book called Tomorrow's. Tomorrow's number one has an interesting premise. It's about the future where art is illegal, and everything anyone has ever posted online has been weaponized against them, Um, and it's a group that is fighting against that. Uh, They call it a bold new speculative fiction comic. And it's by Kurt Pyers and Jason Copeland, Adam Metcalf, and um, science fiction action adventure. Uh, I'm not sure if it's an ongoing or a miniseries, but that's coming out from Dark Horse and in stores today. And then uh, I'm getting you know a whole bunch more of other things. But um, George Perez's Sirens from Boom, the fourth issue is out today. That's ha- that has a, an erratic schedule. Uh, Squadron Sinister 2, with art by Carlos Pacheco. That is a Secret Wars miniseries, Secret Wars tie-in. And I got it just because of Carlos Pacheco, and also because the first issue had a cover very reminiscent of old JLA-JSA crossover stories, where their little headshots were on the borders, so I had to pick that up. And Justice League of America by Brian Hitch, number two, is out today. And I read issue one and actually enjoyed it. And the cliffhanger got me. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm in. And um, the, the main premise is that Superman, the god of Krypton, Superman's god, Kal-El's god, the god of Rao, R-A-O, you know, he always says, uh, he always uses that name as an exclamation, especially in um, pre-crisis stories. Uh, so the god of Rao has come to Earth, which is a great concept. I don't know if it's ever been done before, and or if it's ever been explored even. So I thought that was great, and that was enough of a cliffhanger for me to pick up. 
you know, I know there's some people who have problems with, uh, oh, where's where does this fit in continuity? Because Batman is Batman, and oh, I don't understand it. And it's like, just read it. It's just a story. Who cares where it takes place? It could take place anywhere, you know? And uh, um, just that concept alone sold me, and the art looked great, and it was surprisingly a well-read issue, you know, from, from, from Brian Hitch. So... Um, Brian Hitch making his, his return to the Justice League franchise. All right, so there you go. Just a couple suggestions and a couple of recommendations for today's New Comics Wednesday. Let me know what you're reading or what you're excited about. This is The Daily Rios for Wednesday, July 8th, 2015.